Unbound is a Bible-based podcast focused on identifying distractions, putting circumstances in context, navigating a narrow path, and leading an unbound and fulfilled life. Welcome to episode one of Unbound. I'm Derek, and I have a thought I'd like to share with you. I'd like to begin the Unbound podcast series with an episode titled Unbound. This episode will tell a story, verbally paint a picture of an excellent example of what an unbound life looks like. So this particular story begins in the book of Daniel, chapter 3. But it has roots that go back even further than chapter 3. Before there was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three names we all are familiar with. There was Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. These three youths were taken from Judah after the Babylonian conquest. They were placed in the king's palace in Babylon and given new names, the names that we now recognize They were given new names, new expectations. They were given a foreign education. They were given new daily routines. They made new acquaintances, received new positions and possessions. All of these new distractions and circumstances could have easily disrupted their path and defined their future. And although there were many Judeans taken to Babylon... We know these three boys because they refuse to be defined by circumstances. They continued down the same path. They said, you can move me, employ me, teach me, punish or reward me. But my identity is not defined by the environment that I live in. They walk the narrow path of purpose by serving and participating in a kingdom that superseded circumstances a kingdom that could not be seen or touched, the holy kingdom of God Almighty. And so we find these three in a life-defining crisis in Daniel chapter 3. And so King Nebuchadnezzar made this image of gold, and he set it up in the, in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And then King Nebuchadnezzar sent together all of the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, and the magistrates. The king wanted everybody to come and marvel at what he had created. And then all the officials of all the provinces of this vast empire gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image, and the herald proclaimed, You are commanded that when you hear the music, You were to fall down and worship the image that the king had set up. And whoever does not fall down shall immediately, immediately be cast into the fire. And so when the people heard the sound of the music, they all fell down and they worshiped the image. And then these certain Chaldeans came forward. You know the ones, the the certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. And they declared to the king, oh, king, live forever. You have made a decree that everybody who hears the music shall fall down and worship the image. And whoever doesn't fall down shall be cast into a furnace. And there are certain Jews you have appointed over the fairs of the province of Babylon. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, pay no attention to you. They don't serve your gods. And Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. And so they brought these men before him. And Nebuchadnezzar answered them and said, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods? Now, if you are ready, I'm going to give you a second chance. If you're ready, I want you to fall down and worship what I have created when I play the music. But if you do not worship, you will be cast into a furnace. And then who is the God who shall deliver you out of my hands? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered together. They united together and they said, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace and your hand. But if not, we will not serve your gods or worship the image that you had set up. And his face was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed. And he ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. When I was reading this story, I was imagining the enormous pressure of the moment in which the three Hebrew children found themselves. This intimidation of a powerful figure that had authority over everything, over all they possessed, the temptation to compromise, to maintain their careers, their success, to save their life must have been immense. I mean, these guys had a lot to lose. But at this point, they had already been promoted over the affairs of Babylon. When Daniel interpreted the dream of King Nebuchadnezzar earlier in the book, these guys had been promoted along with Daniel. They had an incredibly bright future. The Bible even said that the king could find none like them in all his kingdom. But God was more real than any of this for the three Hebrews. And when God gets all the credit and all the success comes from and belongs to him, there is no pressure to maintain your position because it's easy to lose when it never belonged to you in the first place. And then there was the betrayal of the jealous Chaldeans. The Hebrew children never got distracted by the accusations of their competitors. They didn't even bother with trying to defend themselves or attacking the Chaldeans or even trying to fit in by making one of a hundred excuses like, I can just do it just this one time or it doesn't mean anything or this isn't hurting anybody. No excuses. They weren't offended. They weren't defending themselves. They didn't attack the other accusers, no matter what everybody else was doing, they were going to live by a certain code. They were going to live a certain way, and they weren't going to get distracted by the actions of others. So when you read in ESV, the English Standard Version of Scripture, you find that the book of Daniel mentions that they were specifically bound three different times in three different ways. They were bound by their peers, bound by their possessions, and they were bound by the fall. And I believe that examining how the king attempted to bind them, how the people around them attempted to bind them, opens our eyes for us to see how to avoid being consumed by the fire of life. Daniel 3.20 And he, the king, ordered some of the mighty men of the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the fiery furnace. So they were bound by their peers. Now, these peers weren't their enemies just a few moments before, but suddenly it seemed like everybody around them had turned against them. They were bound by people they knew, 
not enemies, more like neighbors, friends, co-workers, and acquaintances. So let me say it another way. They were bound by their peers, but they were bound by the expectations of others. They were attempted to be bound by those that just want you to fit in. They were attempted to be bound by everybody else's desire to please someone. They were bound by someone else's ambition or greed, bound by intolerance and suspicion. They were attempted to be bound by their peers. It's so tempting to want to belong to what you see, to who you see, to get caught up in the distractions and comparisons of life. Everybody else seems to lead. Distracted by the apparent successes of even well-meaning peers can lead you down a very dark path and away from everything you were meant to be in God. So we must live unbound from the expectations of others. Live unbound by the desires and the ambitions of others. We must live unbound from people so that you can be who God has called you to be. And then we look next to Daniel 3.21. It says, They were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. So they were bound by their clothes, bound by their possessions, bound by their status. They were bound, attempted to be bound by their wealth, attempted to be bound by their jobs or positions, bound by their identity. See, much like today, those cloaks and tunics that they wore represented their identity and status. And King Nebuchadnezzar knew that status and stuff are highly combustible especially when combined with pride. And it's so easy to get tangled up with and bound by what you own because that's what possessions can do to you. Too often, our things own us. And when you get tied up with what you own, with what you look like, with what you have, your stuff, these things weigh you down. And so we must not let ourselves get bound by our own image or our own things and only when we live unbound are our possessions uncombustible. Because those who live an unbound life know that their possessions came from the Father and not themselves, not their job, not their status, not their image, not their reputation. And so we look again in Daniel 3, 22 and 23. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the fiery furnace. Have you ever felt like you were bound by fear? Bound by the threat of destruction? Bound by change? The fear of change? Bound by the fall into the unknown? Bound by the fear of the end? The end of our career or relationship? The end of our reputation and hope. The end of life through sickness or death. Maybe the most amazing thing about this story is that as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked towards the fiery furnace and their captors, they were holding them and walking them forward and that were supposed to push them into the furnace were falling by the wayside. And yet they just kept walking forward walking into the unknown. See, the way that furnace is constructed, the guards would walk the prisoner up the hill into the edge of the furnace and push the prisoner in. 
And at the other end of the furnace was a ramp that allowed access to the bottom of the pit so it could be cleaned out periodically. And so I'm sure that as they walked up the hill, the king felt that at any moment, the fear of the fall, the fear of the fire, the fear of death, the fear of something was going to overtake them and then they would relent. The fear of destruction, the fear of the end, or the fear of the fall, surely that was going to bind them. And giving into that fear must have been such a great temptation. And no one would have blamed them. But when everyone else stopped out of fear of pain or destruction, when the, the guards that were walking them forward to the furnace whenever they were passing away, when the guards and captors stopped out of fear of pain or destruction themselves, they walked themselves forward to the edge of the furnace. Even though the peers that were there to push them in had fallen away because of the heat, they walked into the fear. They walked into the furnace and they fell into the unknown and they walked out with God. See, maybe when you've been faithfully walking all along, you see a furnace in front of you as your blessing rather than your destruction. And then we read on in Daniel 3, 25, 27, Nebuchadnezzar said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like the son of God. And Nebuchadnezzar came to the door and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God come out and come here. And they walked out of the fire and all the officials and the prefects and the governors and the counselors gathered together and they saw that the fire had not any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon, and he made a decree, and he said, Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of the three Hebrew children shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. The only thing that was consumed by the fire that day were the cords that bound them. When you walk through the fires of life with God, the only things that will be consumed are the things that truly bind you. I'll say that another way. What binds you will eventually be consumed, and it's up to you whether or not you hold on or let go. Whatever people, possessions, or fear that has you bound, let it go. Live an unbound life so that God can set you free and give you greater things than you could ever imagine. Look how they were blessed and unbound. No longer did their peers control them. They were now protected and promoted. Not only were their possessions and positions intact, they were blessed with even more. Not only was it not the end, it was the start of something even greater. Promoted in front of those who wish them harm. All of their people, their family, their possessions, protected by a king. And this is how you know they were unbound from their circumstances before they were ever tested. In verse 17, they said, God will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you that we will not serve who you serve or worship what you worship. Now, apply this situation to your circumstance and understand that they were never extracted from the situation. They were just kept all the way through it. 
The truth is they were unbound well before the furnace. And it was just the opportunity for God to show everyone else that you cannot bind what he has set free. See, these guys lived a life that was close to God. And I believe that because they were close to God, God was close to them. And it was only in the fire that it became obvious for everyone else to see. To live unbound is to live known. When you live unbound, you never have to fear the unknown. Do you want great faith to do great things? Then be faithful in secret when no one but God is watching. And that is exactly what we'll be talking about in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Live unbound and live blessed.